This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is in the news. His ex-girlfriend is dating one of his former teammates, and somebody accused her of being a homie hopper, meaning that she hopped from Zach to one of his homies. (laughs) That's a new term. And started sleeping with him. And she, in response, posted on social media, the real homie hopper is Zach Wilson. He was sleeping with his mom's best friend. So she alleges that New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, the reason their relationship failed, he was having an affair with his mom's best friend. I... I, I, I'm neutral on Zach at this moment, but I'm very creeped out on the mom's best friend. He's 22. Yeah. If it's his mom's best friend, she's probably known the mom for over 10 years. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. So she's watched him grow up as a 10-year-old, and then four years after he's legal, she gets in on it? It's that's, an inter- that's weird. It's an interesting situation. <laughs> No, no, no. We do a gender swap. If it's a dad's best friend with the daughter, that's a murderable offense. This isn't as bad, but it's still very creepy. Yeah, it's, uh, if it's true, that is, at this point it's an allegation, but it seems to be getting a lot of traction in the news. Now, Zach is a Mormon, um, so is that the one where you're allowed to have multiple wives? That is right, actually. I do believe. Didn't he take two girls to the prom, I he think? He did. Yeah, he was 18. He took two girls who were already in college, two cheerleaders, football cheerleaders, two. So he had two girls on his arms, and they were smiling the whole... Like, they both At wanted the to be Very weird. Yeah. But that also means the Mormons, they only... Like, a best friend was probably also Mormon as well. And they both have to wear that protective underwear, that full body underwear. Remember that? (laughs) Is that for real? Yeah, that's 100% real. It's like an old school swimsuit that covers your whole torso and legs. So. Now, does your mom's best friend have to wear that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think maybe he has like an athletic tearaway pair of holy pants. I'm just trying to picture my mom's friends when I was 22. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think my mom would be impressed one if I had slept with <laughs> so Gladys. Like, I'm not disappointed, but ha- raise your standards, son. <laughs> hey, Gladys, uh, I was just wondering if you wanted to go for dinner. No, my mom doesn't know I'm calling. Yeah, that your mom's best friend was Gladys. I'm glad it didn't happen to my mom's best friend and me because that was my aunt Cassie. <laughs> that, that would be uh, that it's would even tear worse. the family apart. No, uh huh. The mom's best friend. I, well, uh, you, you know, you say you're not sure if it's true or not. I got a feeling it is because the Zach Wilson's mom, like a day ago, went on after these rumors came out, went online and did like a Facebook live and started talking about Satan entering her home being a predator. So would Satan be the best friend? Seems a little devilish to me. Yeah. So the mom wasn't Predatory. okay or didn't know about it, possibly. I would hope not. <sighs> I'm curious, maybe this happens. You know, the whole MILF thing, after American Pie came out, Stifler's mom, the MILF thing really took off. And I will say that <laughs> that uh, mom's best friends are definitely taking uh, more steps to uh, to look attractive to younger men 
than they used to when I was young. Oh, well, I mean, the technology alone. Right. You got the fillers. You got the Botox. You Even got the, yoga pants. The yoga pants. There's a lot of... Uh, Spanx, I mean makeup. The MILF industry's booming right now. <laughs> it's recession-proof. I refuse to believe that there's nobody listening right now to the show that has slept with their mom's best friend, Ella Zach Wilson. Somebody out there's done it. I think we have one very vague right now, but this person claims... Now, this is a claim... Hey Taz and Jim, I hooked up with a couple of a couple of my mom's friends, but she only knows about one. So Uh-oh. she <laughs> to tell us more. I'm intrigued. You sound like an animal. A couple of mom's friends at the same time? Oh boy. That cancels out then. It's like it never happened. I, how angry would the mom be? Zach Wilson is an NFL quarterback, plays for the New York Jets, and his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, has accused him of sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's why the relationship ended, apparently. Um, is, is this a common thing? Uh, we got another one. It, it's not, I slept with my mom's best friend, but uh, one of our listeners says he wishes he did. Yeah, hey, morning, guys. I never slept with her, but I sure would have liked to slept with my mom's best friend. <laughs> Send her a text. Hit her up. Slide into <laughs> her DMs. Because there is a part, like, if you're, if you're, if there's a, your mom's friend is super hot and she's out of her league, there would be a, cro- out of your league, there would be a crossover time where you're, you know, getting more attractive and they're getting less attractive, right? Okay. Like, if you've known them since you were, like, 18 yeah, yeah. or whatever, like, there would be a crossover, like, a, if you saw the graph, the line graph, there would be a time. The moment. Yeah, yeah. It. And it could have, you know, you never know if the stars align. The right moment. Yeah. It still creeps me out, to be honest. Well, we posted uh, we posted the question, so if you want to get in touch with us on Facebook, maybe we can share some stories tomorrow. <laughs> maybe, the, uh, saying, maybe your shirt's just too narrow. Ask them about gilfs, too, maybe. <laughs> and grandmothers? Thanks. Any, grandmother's any, best friends. Any well. granny's <laughs> best friends? Or <laughs> Anybody sleep with Dorothy? And we'll, open, we'll say any of your parents' best friends. Sure. Or your parents' friends, even if they're not their best friend. Yeah, even a casual acquaintance. Right. Uh, curious to know if this is something that's more common than, than we thought it was before we heard the Zach Wilson story. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is interesting. A poll says that 58% of people say they probably aren't going to remember somebody's name the first time they meet. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. It, like, what does it mean? If you just walk up to a group of people and you shake somebody's hand, like two or three people, and then walk away, is that meaning? Or like hanging out with somebody, you know, at a party for an hour. There's two separate things, right? If you right? play a round of golf with a guy. Yeah, yeah. Stuck with them for five hours, you might... Remember their name, but after like eight holes, you gotta ask the guys golfing. So, what's your buddy's name? Uh, I've done that, Steve. And then, and then you're like, oh yeah, Steve, I knew it. Thanks, thanks. And you go to Steve. Hey, Steve, what's your other buddy's name again? <laughs> Jeff. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Men are a little worse than women at remembering names. Fifty-five percent of women say they have trouble. Sixty-one uh, percent of men. They I remember, do. They remember faces, though. Uh, people are more likely to remember a face. Like, oh, yeah, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. You just don't remember the name. I have that all the time. I feel so bad. And, you know, and now I've heard other people say it, too, instead of saying... Because recently I told you the story, Taz, where I said, nice to meet you to somebody, and they said, 
I already met you, a-hole. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. So now I have to say good to see you to people yeah. just to be safe. I've been doing that for years. Seems a little like insincere, but... I just feel like my brain is full at this point. I, <laughs> yeah, I've been meeting people for, for quite a while now. And yeah, it's nothing personal. I just don't have any room. I really have to rely on like uh, uh, tricks. I, I'll often, if I meet somebody and I know someone with that name, I'll try and make the association between that person. Like if I meet another Jim, I'll be like, oh, Jim, like Jim I work with. Yeah. And, and that way uh, something kind of triggers to help you remember. But it's not you can't be expected to remember everyone's name. Yeah, it's tough. Did you hear Brad Pitt say he suffers from facial blindness, an undiagnosed <laughs> mental disorder? Do you believe that? So basically he said that he he's, he apologizes to anybody in the past that he's never remembered their name for because he suffers from an undiagnosed situation where he can't actually tell the difference between a lot of faces. Yeah. That sounds like a convenient excuse for somebody who's self-absorbed. Think about the number of people that Brad Pitt has met again. I kind of I kind of understand that guy has seen a lot of faces. Then why not just say that? And everyone wants something from him, so eventually all the faces might start looking the same. But why, why not just say that? And everybody would have been like, you're right, you're Brad Pitt. You meet 100 people on set every day. Why go so far? Like, he must have insulted some people that are relatively close to him that he should know the name of, right? I am your grandmother, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look just like that other old lady I, I saw yesterday. <laughs> Can we all agree, though, that the absolute worst is when people come up to you and they start the conversation by saying, hey, do you remember me? Oh. Those are the worst yeah. types of people. You're on the spot yeah. now. You're panicked. Sometimes they say, I bet you don't remember me. I feel better about that because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Also known as Jim, what's today? What's special about today? Do you have any idea? I have I, no idea. It's Amazon Prime Day. Oh. On uh, deals online if you like to shop on the internet. Another win for Bezos, eh? <laughs> you know, years past I've been distracted by this. Oh, yeah, yeah. What they do is they've got lightning deals that what, go up that on Amazon. It means that you have... A certain amount of time, like there's a sale that's on, uh, ends like in two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you only yeah. have, it's, it's the old trick they use on the, the TV shopping networks. Oh, yeah. If you call in the next two hours, you'll get uh, a free uh, toilet brush scrubber thrown in. And then you see the same uh, commercial or segment five hours later, and they say the exact same yeah. thing. And you go, how do they know when the commercial play? When do they start the clock? Oh, wait, there isn't one. I'm uh, just looking at some of the lightning deals right now. I'm surprised you haven't gotten into this. There's a, um, is this a good deal? Save $216 off a 3D printer. Yeah. You need one I, of those? I d no. Well, at the start of the pandemic, I was on Amazon a lot. I think just, it was like eating because you're bored. I was like shopping because I was bored and it was all new to me. I didn't really do online shopping before that. And before you know it, I had like all this nonsense around the house that I bought, didn't use. Like I had a keyboard that had like sample pads on it and you could like push the button and be like, oh yeah. Boing, boing, boing. And like, it's still in the closet. I haven't used it. That was before I was taking piano <laughs> like a lessons. sound effect, effects machine? They're kind of common. Like a DJ will have it and you can have like one hand. Oh on yeah, like Lincoln Park uses. Uh, <laughs> you 
don't know, do they? Yeah, like the the beat pads, what yeah. they call them. Anyway, I bought like several stupid things like that. So I've been I've been taking a break off Amazon. I've been you don't think you get money. a ton of use out of a three D printer? I don't have even a real a two D printer. <laughs> If, and if it's anything like a 2D printer, it'll work once, and then it'll it yeah. just piss me off for four months. Printer's not reliable. Mm-hmm. A little tent. Look at this. I could use this as a, a sweaty man. Uh, I've got nine hours to save 23% off a rechargeable USB mini fan that clips onto anything. <laughs> oh, you can put that on like a bike uh, handle. Sure. You could clip it onto anything. That's, uh, that's <laughs> fun. Put on your forearm. Here's a uh, spatula city. Look at this. 43-piece uh, kitchen utensil set. This would be good for someone who's just moving out of their parents' house. Is it all spatulas? A lot of spatulas. There's some spoons, a pizza cutter, potato masher, cheese grater. 40% off. <laughs> <laughs> How much of this is just crap in the warehouse? Sorry, the fulfillment centers that they just need to get rid of. What is this? This looks like the Book of the Dead. <laughs> is that the Necronomicon? Handmade leather double dragon journal writing notebook diary. How do I not have one of those? Get it, dude. Especially since it's 1999. Uh, air fryer. Do you have an air fryer yet? I think so. I've never used it. Okay. It's in the closet with yeah, the, the sound effects yeah. machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is cool. For your dogs, a GPS wireless dog fence. Save twenty five percent. That's pretty cool. You like it's like it looks like a mat you lay out and then they stay within it. Oh, one of these muscle pounders. I need that. So that's the one. With, it's, it looks like a hammer drill with the ball on the end. Right. The massage gun, deep tissue, ninety nine speed, <laughs> handheld muscle massager. It looks painful. And you know what you're going to end up using that for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a lonely night, Doc. <laughs> Dude, that might be. I don't know well, how do it got stuck attachment? in there. <laughs> well, this one, yeah, there's multiple attachments. Yeah. That one looks interesting. Yeah, well, that's not a ball. Yeah, that's not that's for elongated. stretching out your quads. <laughs> <laughs> stretching something. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Some pretty impressive uh, images of deep space released yesterday. From the James Webb Telescope. Now, it's nice to know an astrophysicist when stories like this <laughs> come to light. Because I'm looking at this picture, and yes, it looks cool, but I, I don't really know exactly what I'm seeing here, Jim. We've got some questions, and hopefully with some answers, we are joined by Dr. Parshadi Patel, astrophysicist. Doctor, how are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Were you excited to see these images yesterday? Like, is this a pretty big deal for you? Oh, definitely. You know, um, James Webb, JWST, has been one of the kind of most anticipated telescope. And then actually being able to see the first light or like the first pictures that come out. I think I tweeted this out yesterday saying, you know, I think as an astronomer, we're leaving in like the best times it could be because, you know, seeing these images that are sharper and deeper, things that, you know, Hubble has done, (laughs) but doing it much better. It's, you know, it's an amazing time to be alive for an astronomer. Yeah, full color too. Yes. And, 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 you know, the, the interesting thing is like we have Hubble uh, to, to like look at the images and be like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, we all, 
really got excited with the Hubble data that we had. But we're now, you know, many more years, and I guess decades, uh, into making this telescope. And now that it's functional, it works fine, it's far away from Earth, you know, there's no way for us to repair it like we did it with Hubble. Um, so it's, it's working fine. It's giving us what we hope it would give us. So that's really, really exciting for us. I'm seeing some uh, what look to be stars, uh, some kind of curved lines, uh, some swirly things. Whoa, whoa, don't get too technical here. <laughs> what exactly are we seeing in this picture? So, yeah, so the first image that was released yesterday, it's really a picture of, you know, literally you take a grain of sand, and I love this analogy when they added it to the media releases, like you take a grain of sand, you put it at arm's length, that's literally the patch of sky the JWST was looking at. So it's such a small area, but what you're seeing is thousands and thousands of galaxies in that small patch of sky. And what's really interesting is that it's not only just those galaxies that are like 4.6 billion years ago, how they were, but it also includes these, you know, like you said, like those swirly things or like arcs, as we like to call it. And those are galaxies that are further behind the ones that we're seeing. But what is happening is, you know, universe um, has this material that acts like lens and so it curves things that are behind us. So I think what's really interesting for us is to not only know that we're seeing something, but that there's more things behind it that we're able to kind of, you know, look at it and figure it out what it is. So you're learning about things that are much further back in time than what you're looking at in the picture, which is just mind-blowing in its own, <laughs> own way of how, you know, the amount of things we know about the universe, how it works, and then being able to take pictures of those and decipher those things by just sitting here on Earth. Yeah, it, it's wild, because the further away something is, the, the longer uh, in the past the image is from, right? It's kind of confusing. But basically... Like, if there's aliens coming at us from these galaxies, we're not going to see them in those pictures. They're, they're gonna, still going to be able to sneak up on us? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. You're look, we are looking back in time. You know, people talk about time machines and stuff like that, but this is really a time machine. We're looking at things that were like 4.6 billion years ago, right? So right now, if we had a way to look at what it looks right now, it would be different. And, and what's really interesting is that just by looking at the image and the data we get from the light that we receive, there's so many more things that we can figure out. You know, we can figure out what, how big or how massive these galaxies are. What are their ages? You know, did they collide with something else? What are they made of? And that's really, really interesting because all you really need is the light and the image to be able to do that. Wow. You look and at this. WST. You look at this and you think, there's got to be some other life out there, huh, Jim? Like, the, the size of the universe. It I makes your I head hurt. I think I see a craft. I think <laughs> I see... It looks like the Jetsons mobile there. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Good definition of camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're releasing more images today. Uh, astrophysicist Dr. Uh, Shadi Patel is with us. What do you expect the, the, the rest of the images to be like? Probably pretty similar to this one, I'm guessing. Yeah, in terms of, you know, mind-blowing, yes. I think all of them are going to be uh, something that we have observed before, something that we have data before, but 
it's going to be better, definitely much better than what we had before. And I'm personally, you know, I studied young, massive stars. So for me, I think the rest of the images, one of the ones that I'm really excited about is called Carina Nebula. This is a region where you have lots and lots of stars that are forming. And I'm really excited for that just because, you know, I'm personally very biased for young, massive stars that are being formed right now. And this image that's going to come out is, is really going to be showing us, you know, what is happening in that nebula, what kind of stars are forming, where they are. Obviously, there are other things, you know, in addition to the Carina Nebula that they're going to be releasing. I think a lot of people are really excited about um, the giant uh, exoplanet or the planet that's outside our solar system called WASP. 96B. Um, you know, people are really excited about exoplanets. Not a great name. Yeah, they got to come up with some more Jazz it up. Who's, who's in the PR department yeah. over there? <laughs> We're not really good at naming planets. You know? <laughs> Name them after a it's Roman really... god. Get her done. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have discovered so many exoplanets. I think we would run out of names very quickly. <laughs> Uh, I, I I like listening to you because I'm excited. But I, I this is the scope of the, of this. Looking at this picture, it's just beyond my grasp. Almost, it's overwhelming. And it's overwhelming. I am so excited to talk to you because you're so excited about it, and it makes me want to be more excited about it. And people should be excited about it. And if you haven't seen the images uh, from the James Webb Telescope, make sure there's one out there now, and there's some more coming today. Uh, if you see anything that we should be concerned about or something that is really mind-blowing when those new pictures come out let us know okay dr patel yeah definitely thank you and you know i'm i'm hoping that everyone who's listening has an opportunity to look at these images today because like you said they are mind-blowing just because of the technology that goes into making this and the amount of people it takes to build a telescope put it up in space and then actually do the science that comes you know many months after uh, the telescope is functional. Appreciate you coming on the show, Doctor. It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock, and a hockey trade set social media ablaze yesterday. Everyone's been saying the Leafs need some help in net. Is this the answer? Matt Murray is leaving the Ottawa Senators, driving down the 401 to Toronto. He's now a Toronto Maple Leaf. Does this trade make sense to you, Dev? Well, it makes sense in that uh, Kyle Dubas has wanted Matt Murray on his team for a long time. So a couple of years ago, Murray signed with the Ottawa Senators. At the time, Toronto tried to get him then. Matt Murray also used to play for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, which is the OHL team that Kyle Dubas was the GM for. So he has a long history with Matt Murray. He has wanted him on his team for a while in terms of can he be the goaltender that the Leafs need? to win a Stanley Cup. Well, Murray do, does have two cups in his past, so he's done it before. Since he won those cups with Pittsburgh, he has not been the same goaltender, but given what was available, I think it's a pretty good deal. I know there's a lot of people who have been critical of it, but there are 18 goaltenders who are going to be making more than Matt Murray will be paid by the Leafs this season. This is pretty much the going rate for goalies these days in the NHL. So I don't think it's a, a great deal. I don't think it's a bad deal. What's he getting? What's Murray getting? $6.25 million for this year and next year. Ottawa is picking up 25% of that, so Toronto will pay $4.69 million. And what else did they give up to get him? 
Toronto gave up very little. Ottawa is giving Toronto a third rounder in 2023 and a seventh rounder in 2024. Toronto is giving Ottawa future considerations. So this is basically a salary dump by the Ottawa Senators. And Matt Murray, from all accounts, is a guy who is motivated to play in Toronto. Like you said, he's been there before, so he's got the mentality that possibly could really help the team going into uh, another Stanley Cup playoff. You're kind of liking this from the sounds of it, Dev. I don't hate it. I mean, again, I don't I don't think he can love it given how he has struggled the past couple of years, but I don't mind it. He's 28 years old. Let's say they brought back Jack Campbell next season. Jack Campbell is going to cost, I think, more than $4.69 million. I love Jack Campbell, but I don't think you can be completely confident in his ability to be the goalie the Leafs need. So if it's Matt Murray, Jack Campbell, it's almost a toss-up in that situation. But also, Matt Murray has those two Stanley Cups in his back pocket. I kind of like that experience moving forward. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you got some audio you want to play for everybody. What's going on? There's uh, an anchor in the States who's uh, in a little trouble. She was working on the weekend. Her name is uh, Heather Cover, and she's from Albany. And uh, she was doing the news, and she sounded a little weird. People took a video of the uh, of the newscast, put it online, and I'll play it first here. All right. Thank you so much, Emma, for that report. You know, the exhibit is uh, open until August, so you can still check that out. Discover Schenectady. You should really check that out. They do so many good things in Schenectady. The leaders there, they are hopeful that that exhibit's going to bring even more events and exhibits to the area in the future. And so moving on tonight is we have to tell you also, you know, like other news that's happening in the area and across the, you know, the area uh, in the nation. A four of, uh, let me tell you about this. A four-year-old girl is actually dead. Another man is clinging to life after shooting in Ohio. Just a little people say she sounds she's hammered. drunk for sure. She's for sure drunk. Uh, you know, if you saw her at a party, you might, she might be able to... You, Get away you with might it. not if you, know. Yeah, if yeah. you were drunk too, you yeah. might not notice. Yeah, you would probably like. Uh, she does sound like she's slurring a little bit, and, and she looks a little disheveled. She, she looks a little disheveled. Like her hair is a little greasier than normal, and uh, like, like she's going through a rough time or something like that. Well, lo and behold, she is going through a bit of a rough time. Her dad was uh, very sick a few months ago, and he recently died. So. Perhaps that's what she's going through a tough time, maybe coping with some alcohol or something like that. Maybe it's an ongoing issue. I don't know. I feel bad for her. But when that happens on television, uh, people start mailing, like emailing the, 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 the news outlet itself. Yeah. And then she was under fire. She goes, no, I'll be back on Sunday. Uh, I'll be back. No worries. She wasn't back on Sunday. Somebody else replaced her. So will she be fired? Is she going to get away with this? Is she, are they going to forgive her? I don't know. But uh, not great on the resume. She said she was sleep-deprived and exhausted, not drunk. But, I mean, and also, how many times does uh, a drywaller show up drunk to work? But nobody knows about it because they're not on TV. Because you're not on TV. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When you're on TV or or you're on radio, it might be a little noticeable. (laughs) Are you drunk right now, Jim? No, no, a little baked, but that's it. Peacock. I want to see you. Peacock. 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 You're peacock. peacock. You're peacock. You're peacock. You're peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Here we go with sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Let's talk uh, basketball, Dev. Starting with 
This is unfortunate. There was a young man from the London, Ontario area who was drafted into the NBA, and minutes into his first game in the Summer League, he's injured. Yeah, Shaden Sharp played six minutes for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, scoring one bucket before he got injured. He has a small tear in his left shoulder. He is going to miss the rest of the uh, Las Vegas Summer League and will be reevaluated in 10 to 14 days. So this is a setback. It's not a huge setback, but when you consider the fact he did not play in the NCAA last year, uh, he needs reps. So uh, this is not, you know, uh, the worst setback in the world. However, he needs to get on the court. Well, a guy who's definitely seen a lot of playing time in the league, John Morant, has made some comments that have raised some eyebrows regarding one of the goats in the game. Yeah, Jaw has never suffered from uh, having any sort of confidence. He was talking to uh, the Bleacher Report the other day and said he wish he played in Michael Jordan's generation because he would have cooked him. He thought he would beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. one of many people who have uh, been of that opinion and one of many people who would be absolutely wrong. First off, if Jaw Morant is is going back to the 90s, then John Morant is giving up all the uh, extra benefits he has of the 2020s. So you're playing in Michael Jordan's time, or you're bringing Michael Jordan and all his talent to this time. So either way, you're, you're dealing with a different John Morant or a different Michael Jordan, but either way, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. People need to stop pretending that he's like somehow not the GOAT. Like He would destroy John Morant. You almost kind of have to say that as like an elite athlete. Like you have to have that mindset, and he might not be that far off. He wouldn't if you went back in time and he played in that era. That's different. But like you said, Dev, if if Jordan came and played in the NBA today, it would be different because these guys they train differently, they're they're taught differently. Uh, he might be able to beat him, like literally, if you if you put them on the court together now. It's also uh, funny because it was a really interesting interview. Uh, uh, Jean Morant was also saying uh, that he wants to take on Lionel Messi and thinks he could be goalie against Messi and stop Messi. <laughs> and so, <laughs> okay, he I also, was on this guy's side for a sec. He also says that he can sing the song "Hello" better than Lionel Richie. Oh, <laughs> taking shots at everyone. He says that if he could go back in time, he would be running with the night. And taking it easy like Sunday morning. Better than Lionel Richie was back in his <laughs> Commodore's heyday. <laughs> Anyone who's watched Jordan knows he's the GOAT. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. There's a lot of small towns in the Taz and Jim listening area. So sometimes we like to visit those with a segment we call... Hey, bud, you know, interesting stuff happens in the country, too. Some sometimes. So I guess she's time for the rural report. Rural, rural, rural report. There we go, bud. Yes, it is the rural report with small town boy done good from Mitchell, Ontario. Here is Jim Kelly. You know I hate a d down and dirty thief, eh, Taz? When it comes to rural reports, that's the one thing there always seems to be because it's isolated. A lot of these properties, people get in and out. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows where they came from or where they went. Yeah. Nobody likes a thief. Nobody. 
Even if you're from the city, I would argue you probably don't like a thief. But anyway, there's a little place called Huron East. It's just uh, north of Stratford, basically. And uh, 44 pigs are missing from a barn. What? In Stratford. 44 pigs. How in the heck do you get 44 pigs off a property? Would you have a truck that you use to ship pigs? Do you have an old, dirty, rotten school bus? You load them all in or what? (laughs) I have no idea. The mystery continues here. You're doing a pig heist. There's some planning involved. There must be. There must be. Uh, The pigs are worth themselves. Not that much. 12 grand. Enough to hurt a farmer, but I mean, to, to, to... operate a heist of this type of magnitude. Now, I have a few questions for the farmer, so... They say that pigs were stolen somewhere between March 1st and June 21st. Now, I don't know how often you count pigs. Is there like a don't count your chickens before they hatch situation? Is it like a don't count your pigs before they're plumped superstition? I don't know, but I would say maybe count them once a month. Uh-huh. Just for That's a long time peace to, of mind. to not notice that your pigs are missing. Yeah, and I always, I always jump to the worst conclusions. Like my mind, I just recently watched Snatch and like... What does somebody want with 44 pigs to eat? Because eight pigs, according to Bricktop, will eat a body in, in a half an hour if they're hungry yeah. enough. So Silence 44 the pigs. Lamb. Exactly. And I know this probably ain't on the top of the uh, OPP's priority list because, you know, they are just pigs after all. But you find these pigs, you may find a murderer. I'm just trying to help the, the farmer get his pigs back. The OPP are not saying that's what they're looking for, a murderer. But they are saying that they're, they're, they're hopeful. They think maybe one pig just went to the market. Maybe one's they were eating roast beef, and hopefully the rest will come wee, wee, wee all the way back home. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Headline is, an American tourist fell into a volcano after taking a selfie. Oh, man. I, was just, I just watched a YouTube compilation of people falling off cliffs. While doing something like this. It's terrifying. I saw a guy jump off a rock and do a pose and then roll off the side of a cliff. But a volcano in yeah. a magma? Uh, well, luckily there was no lava in the volcano. It was Mount Vesuvius, which haven't, hasn't erupted since 1944. But it did destroy Pompeii 2,000 years ago. So it's due. Uh, yeah, it could have any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> that thing could go off. So the guy took a selfie, and I've done this with the toilet before. And had, took a selfie? Well, no, dropped the phone into the toilet. That's what he did. He dropped the phone oh, into the volcano. Oh, man. Didn't fall very far. He thought he could climb down and oh. get it. Not the case. He fell into the volcano. Wasn't seriously hurt. Cuts and bruises on his arms, arms and back. Had to be rescued. He and his three family members, to top it all off, were charged with trespassing. He shouldn't have been up there in the okay. first place. I was going to ask, like, why is there not a roped fence or something <laughs> keeping people away? You'd think. <laughs> I, I would like to see the selfie. I'm just clicking on the news story here. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, I, I don't see anything. If you've t- taken a selfie with a volcano, there's got to be lava molten lava in the background yeah. otherwise you gotta be backlit you're not even gonna get it like 10 likes yeah. on that thing oh wow you're in front of a big hole cool it's what just else you a got? hill <laughs> at that point you need some molten lava it is get funny the, the likes the phone is the one thing you will risk life and limb like we've heard people going into porta potty uh, refuse to try to get their cell phone like it's the I one know. thing if you drop a hat you're not getting the hat you drop your wallet Probably not getting the wallet. Your cell phone, though, you will go after. 
You'll go in a volcano for it. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.